0: CHAPTER SEVEN OF UNCLE REMUS RETURNS BY JOEL CHANDLER HARRIS. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. RECORDING BY PHIL CHENEVER. UNCLE REMUS FALLS A VICTIM TO THE MUMPS During the recent bad spell of weather, Uncle Remus had been missing, but everybody about the Constitution Office had concluded that his absence was due to a frequently expressed intention to take better care of himself hereafter yesterday however the well-known thump of his walking-cane was heard upon the stair and the young men in the editorial room hastily adopted a plan suggested by the agricultural editor to pretend that they had entirely forgotten the old man when he opened the door therefore everybody was busily engaged in reading or writing the office-boy however who seemed to be oblivious to all schemes of amusement save those which culminate in a pass to a minstrel entertainment, frustrated the plan by exclaiming, as the colored sage entered, "'Goodness, look at Uncle Remus!' The old man's head was enveloped in several folds of red flannel, a huge woolen comforter was wrapped around his neck, and the expansive collar of his overcoat was turned up and closely buttoned. His appearance was a sufficient excuse for the exclamation of the boy." As a usual thing, when Uncle Remus comes in, there is an air of conciliation about him quite impossible to define. But yesterday he appeared to be indignant as well as disgusted. The young men attacked him with a running fire of raillery, but he scorned to make reply. Finally the agricultural editor, who had been composing a paragraph about flowers, turned around and remarked, "'Well, how are you? What have you been up to now?' hush exclaimed another of the young men in a loud whisper don't trouble him wait until he gets sober surely it ain't come down to dat pass said uncle remus moving his feet uneasily that a crippled nigger like me can't creep up here and squat down fo de fire to get de frost off in his hands less he up and make a speech oh you be fiddled flung out the agricultural editor somewhat testily "'Can't anybody inquire about your health?' "'Was you asking about my health, boss?' replied Uncle Remus, relaxing a little. "'Cause if you was, then I ain't got none. You all young mens just better dip the ends of yo' finger in de paste-pot and go on with your edity-works tellin' folks the news. You ain't got no time for to be long longer no old nigger like me.' Uncle Remus had no idea that he was hurling a gall-tipped javelin into the editorial camp but the evident discomfiture of the young men caused him to thaw out a little, and he even went so far as to give vent to a half-smothered chuckle. "'What has been the matter with you?' the agricultural editor asked. "'I'm gwine tell you de naked truth, boss,' said the old man, with a sigh that ended in a deep groan. i been sick, I've been mighty sick. I dis remember the time when I been any mo sicker than what I been enduring this past month." "'Hit done got so now,' Uncle Remus went on, "'that no epidemic don't strike the town, that it don't light rot spraying bang on to me and trample me down. Year or two gone by, it was the measles, and now, bless gracious, hits the mumps!' This announcement was the signal for a chorus of derisive laughter from the young men. But Uncle Remus, having become good humoured, was undisturbed. He rubbed his hands together and gazed into the grate with a quizzical expression that seemed to linger somewhere very near the edge of melancholy. It's just like I tell you, he continued after a while. A little while ago de measles and now de mumps. Next time you hear for me. I'll be breakin' out with the rash, and din at dat. that I'll have to get in winter quarters and cut some new toofies. When a nigger done stand flat-footed and seed nigh on to eighty year go by, but get struckin' with the mumps, then he done got time for the lay and doctor truck by the car load. Ain't you never been caught up with, with the mumps, boss?' "'Not that I know of,' responded the agricultural editor, in a matter-of-fact way. "'How do they break out?' Well, then, if you ain't never had em, boss, you don't want to be brushing up gin me, cause these here can what struck in me, de are audacious mumps, they're scandalous mumps. Ah, yeah, talk dat some folks ain't have no mode in one mump, but these here what I got, they's twinses, and they cotch hold to me like they done practice on some other nigger that got more strength than what I is. You see me sittin' here now? But if you'd seen me last Tuesday was a week, you'd a hilt up your hands and ax if dat was de same Remus. Dey are sort of swunk up and swagged down now, continued the old man, feeling his jaws suspiciously. But de tracks is dar yet. How did they come? It is about de time dat de fuss snow what we had, and I was eatin' my dinner what Miss Sally done put up where de other niggers can't get it when i yeah, i'm holler from de dining-room for me to make haste dar and clean up de snow what done pile up on de front steps dat make me work my jaws more livelier and right then and dar something look like it hurted me in de neighborhoods o de bur de year uh, up dar where de jawbone hinge at and i say to myself i bound i done gone and catch up with de uralgy from Moss John. "'which many's the time I hear him marchin' up and down the flo "'like he drillin' a whole company of men's. "'Fust my jaw hurted, and then again it ain't, "'and at I done lick up the vittles, "'I goes and I shovels off de snow, "'and then I hustles to the fire, "'and while's I was sittin' dar toasting my shins, "'I puts my hind there behind my ear, "'and she feels so tender it make me flinch. "'Dis was the beginnings.' Next mornin', when I goes to get up, look like dey's a crick in my neck, and I feel o my jaw. And bless yo soul, there was a lump growin' in dar twixt de bone and de grizzle most big as a bark. Dat sort of scared me, cause it looked like one of dese here widenin winds done gone to housekeeping long with me. But I ain't sayin' nothin'. And the next mornin', there was another one sproutin' in de jaw this year sorta of, took the stiffening out in me, and right out o breakfast I goes and I lays the case fo Miss Sally. Here, Uncle Remus paused, reflected a moment, laughed loudly, and continued in a tone of undisguised admiration. Dat <laughs> woman, if she ain't de outdoinest white woman twixt dis and de United State, then I'm ain't named Remus. I went in dar, and I tell Miss Sally about them winds, and she drop a sewin' and rustle past me, and den I yell in the pantry. then she rustle back, and she shut the dough and stand up gin it. And then she took a knife, and gun to peel a great big yaller lemon. Den I stand, and dar she stand. She peel, and I look at her. She peel, and I look at her. At her she done peel it. She took and turn it round and round and look at it. And din what in the name of goodness you spec that white woman do? Just as surely as I'm sittin' here, Miss Sally took and cut a great big slice off dat of lemon and put it in her mouth, and, boss, right dars where I caved. The peeling I could stand, but when I see Miss Sally put that slice of lemon in her mouth and when I hear her chomp down on it, "'It looked like to me dat my jaw'd drop off spite of all I could do. "'Miss Sally, she ain't bad eye, but I stood dar I did "'and slobbered at the mouth, same as uh, one of these mules "'what been eatin' rapweed. "'And then on top of that, when it seemed like she done with her prankin', "'out she go, she do. "'And yes, yeah, she come with one of these, yer yeah, great long cowcumber pickle, "'and she chaw that up. And den she wipe her hands on her apron, and she up and say, says she, "'Why, you old Haitian, you got de mumps,' says she, And then she tells me dat if I don't get in my own house and stay dar, she'll have me slap in the calaboose, And then she shove her hand in her apron pocket, and I knows when she do dat, she talking with the bark on.' "'I'll raise Miss Sally from a gal,' concluded Uncle Remus. But if she don't bang my time, then I done lost my way. End of Uncle Remus Falls Victim to the Mumps